0: How come we're starting so early this week?
1: Um, because my friend is just took a job at Notre Dame and he's going to be leaving and he asked us to come
0: over and hang out with him tonight. Uh, maybe it's a trick. <laughs> 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 Did you ever think of that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe it's a fucking trick. Well, y-
2: <laughs> no.
1: Well, you wouldn't trick.
0: Well, I would Money trick you
1: treats. <laughs> Nothing but treats Right He has a rule <laughs> It's weird Teats full of treats <laughs> That's what he says actually What? That's Teats, like his thing Teats, Teats treats. full of treats <laughs> yeah. Teats are treats Set the teeth to get the treat That's right Teats <laughs> are treats And then he chooses for you Which which, is- which teeth? Teat or treat. <laughs> He's like teats or treats. He makes it seem like it's going to be your choice.
0: Right. It's it's
1: not.
0: He but then the, it turns out he the teat is a treat.
1: He says it's a treat. Nobody has ever felt, nobody who ever received the teat <laughs> felt treated in any way. It's full of high C. Oh, wait, you think about sunny teats?
2: <laughs> sunny tea. Sunny tea. <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want anything? <laughs> <laughs> all all right. right, all right.
0: That bass sound makes me think the bass player is really fat. <laughs> he is. El Gordo. <laughs> is that what Mike Gordon... Is? Does he go by
1: El Gordo or just Gordo? I don't know. Just Gordo. He's not just, fat, though. It was just a joke. No, he's not. Can you imagine like what his attire looks like when he goes jogging? I assume he's a jogger or a yawger. I'm not sure if it's a hard J. And I'm sure that he looks ridiculous when he goes out for a jog.
0: We saw him walking down the street in Burlington. He was uh just don't in include his, me in that we just, no I'm called, called name when I saw him um in his natural habitat. How was he? I know I didn't see Weird. him we we walked right past him, and I didn't see him. Oh, she saw him, yeah, and she's like, Hey Mike, <laughs> and she just kept walking." <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. He, she said he had dreamy eyes. That's all she said. Oh, weird. I know, right? I'm marry him. Come off it. Seriously. It's ridiculous. It is.
2: I have.
1: And, um, if, and
0: it's not true. And even if it was true, she
1: never should have said that to you. That was dri- he has a dreamy nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> drippy
1: or creamy? Is that, just a, is that a portmanteau between drippy and creamy?
0: <laughs> it's a creamy. I was going to say that. Dreamy. You got a creamy nose.
1: <laughs> yeah. just drips cream all the time.
2: <laughs> gross.
0: It's,
1: it's like gross. The, it's it like is just, gross. And she thought he. She, and she thought he was dreamy. It's I gross. know, right? It's shit coming out of his nose.
0: I have no morning snacks, but I will yeah. tell you this morning, uh, uh, because of it's an intern. <laughs> I will tell you this morning because an internet fad I made. Damn it.
1: (laughs) Don't tell me what you made. I know what you made. What? You made one of those tensegrity tables. I don't know what that is. Oh, look it up.
0: Okay. No. very Very hot right now. For breakfast, I made pancake cereal. And I don't know what that is. fill me in. It's You make tiny pancakes, literally like a drip of pancake batter, and you make like hundreds of them. And then you put it in a bowl, and you can eat and either put uh, syrup and butter on them or syrup and butter and milk or any combination of those things to make a bowl of pancake cereal. That is not something
1: I ever would have thought of. No, me neither. Now that I know about it, I would try it, but I would not expect to love it enough to want to make it again. Nope. And that's
0: exactly what happened to me. <laughs> but it was it was fun. The girls helped me make it and it was fun, but it was a pain in the ass to make a ton of tiny pancakes. The direction non stick pan? Did you use a non stick pan or a cast iron? A nonstick. Non stick griddle pan. It's like a big rectangle. That was a trick question. My cast iron is so hot, it is a practically a nonstick because it's just so seasoned but perfectly. D- you can't have it hot, though. You have to have it pretty cool. Um, but th- th- online, they recommended flipping. But I meant each... hot like it's hot.
1: Like yeah, H-A-W-T. like drop it. Like you drop T. it. I've dropped it so many times. Because I um, picked it up and it was hot. Right. Because <laughs> it goes oven
0: to stovetop. Um, but the, online, they recommend That's flipping. That's beauty of cast iron oven yeah. to stovetop. They recommend flipping each tiny pancake with uh, chopsticks. Six? No, there's
1: no way you're flipping. John, no. Yes, you're not flipping them, are you? you no, don't need I didn't. To if they're
0: that small. I didn't. I just took a, a spatula and like scraped them off and just put them into the bowl. Because if, if you flipped them, they would get too hard. They would get overcooked. Right. So and
1: um, without flipping them, they I bet they looked a lot. They had the same shape as um, that cereal we used uh, cookie crisp. Yes. Yeah. Flat cookie on one side and kind of like dome this.
0: shaped. Yeah. Who knew? But it was actually pretty good, I gotta say. When with I did I tried with both with milk and without milk, but all the time with butter and syrup. I liked it better without the milk and buttering and buttering and <laughs> buttering and. <laughs> That's my that was my morning snack literally today. I like that. Uh, it's obviously strawberry season here. Okay.
1: And we went on a mad dash today to try and find strawberries. Like find pick them awesome. yourself? No, no. No, we wanted to have pre-picked in the pallet. So I got a pallet. It
0: was eight pounds. Wow. I yep. That's like a little baby. It's like a baby boy.
1: Yeah. A little straw baby, baby boy full of strawberries. <laughs> a little straw baby. <laughs> uh, okay. Well... It's early. early it's early, 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 early. I feel like we did that. Yeah. Cool. So, today is going to be unlike any other we've done. Cool. I've, I've switched up the format completely for wow. an important reason. It's not, not even a face-off. No, it's not. This one is a single song. That's what we've been doing. No, but one recording of one song. Whoa. And we're gonna really get into it. Um, we gonna Okay. I worked so harder on this one than we've than I've ever worked on one. I had to like. You've cut never worked up. on anything in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut up. Oh, speaking of that, speaking. Of, let me a little sidebar here. I'll allow it. Uh, my friend sent me a picture of his girlfriend's coworker caught like a hundred and fifty pound sturgeon. Wow. It looks like a big armor plated catfish and they estimated yeah. it to be like 105 years old. Whoa. And, and he said that, uh, it took an hour and a half to reel it in. And all I could think about is there's no way I would do that for an hour and a half.
0: No. Uh, well, if they had beer and someone was feeding you snacks and maybe grapes, like, Nope. No. I, reel to reel in a fishing reel for an hour and a half
1: you know after like 10 seconds my arm starts do you have a fighting belt or no fighting belt that's
0: the real question i don't know if you have those when you're like it was this was like on a creek bed oh yeah i guess that's not a ocean fish no it was like (laughs) in a river (laughs) yeah so
1: I i just it just seemed awful to me and then i started thinking is there anything like physically physical activity that i would do that takes an hour and a half start to finish I couldn't I, think of I couldn't think of one thing that I would want to do for I've, an hour
0: and a half. I've uh, well, I mean, just just jamming. I've jammed straight for an hour and a half, and that is physically exhausting in itself. Like not stopping at all, just like continue playing continuously for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But right, yeah, and that's Play not even that hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blisters on me fingers. <laughs>
1: I was just going to ask if thine gut blisters on thine fingers. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah. So that was that. So that made me think of that for some reason. I don't know why. Working really hard. Oh, I was working really hard. That's right. So I really put a lot of thought into this one. Which means it may be awful
2: <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> i, I made, don't know
1: he didn't make about terrible
0: sometimes when you are sometimes, breaking new ground sometimes there are times there are there are times where there you was a
2: time
0: need when to you need
1: a certain call yes exactly then the world must come together as one. Everyone
0: will fall in line behind us because of this groundbreaking concept of listening. It's and got con- a shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: like Willie Nelson.
0: <laughs> this is a song I was singing today.
2: I'm going hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Temple I'm of the Dog. Hungry, yeah. He's going hungry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I thought they invented the two voices you were allowed to use in the '90s.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they did. They invented them. What about Dave Matthews? He's got a different voice that that was invented. Nobody
1: else was allowed to sing like
0: that, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, other people (laughs) sang like um, yeah. Oh my Everybody wasn't it. It was a whole
1: decade of. (laughs) All right, so here it is, and this is the craziest part. And why I felt like we should do this here because we could really, like, this is even, like, uh, th- this is something we haven't even talked about yet. So, I thought this would be great. And I know I know it's a little outside the He's rules. saying this. What is
0: this? What? What? Are you, what have what we not Jerry talking about? Jerry Garcia Band.
1: Oh. Jerry Garcia Band. Wow. So, and here's what I want to say about the Jerry Garcia Band. Uh-huh. Just to start out. Um... I love the Jerry Garcia band. I don't listen to it very much. Yeah, me neither. But when I listen to the Jerry Garcia band, I do not listen to the 70s stuff. I listen Uh, to the late 80s stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think I'm more familiar with that myself.
1: And part of it probably has to do with very early on when I was getting into the dead, I got that live double disc yeah. Of just Jerry Garcia Man. They only released two albums when 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 Jerry was alive. One was the the studio album and one was that live
0: double. Now what was- who were the main like big names in the JGB?
1: We'll get into that
0: um, in a little bit. Okay.
1: Starting out in the seventies, the stuff I don't listen to, um, it had a bun- it had some different I mean, look, he he had a lot of side projects. And the side projects mostly started in 75, right? Because that was the hiatus. They had they, they dragged the wall of sound around mm-hmm. 74. Yeah. Then they had the Farewell to Winterland. It's the Grateful Dead movie. You know, that was like the end, right? They stopped. They were going to have a hiatus. Mickey came back for that last show and then pff, peace out. <laughs> and he ruined it. Right. During that break, all these side projects started. Bobby and the Midnight's. I think (laughs) there might have been a lot of his stuff. Um, no, it may have been there. He, I think he recorded that album Ace during that time, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. But the earliest iteration of the, of this, these Jerry side projects that I can remember is Legion of Mary. Yes. Which is mid 70s. It has Keith and Donna in it. Mm -hmm. And, And I believe that has, um, merle saunders who yeah. you know from his early side project stuff that garcia saunders live at the keystone is awesome finders yeah. keeper is funky then there but then there was this like howard wales hooter roll stuff which was very jazzy um i don't know that and then it's very out there jazz like out like huh. spacey jazz it's crazy but it's cool yeah. uh, I could dig it, but <laughs> but then he and then he eventually kind of settled down with a lineup that involved um, basically John Kahn on bass and uh, yeah. Melvin Seals on keyboard. Yeah. Um, and by the time it was the '90s, it was kind of a real set. Like in in like '82, '83, through like '90, the 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 lineup for the the, um, the Jerry band was pretty set and it was really good. Um, and it was just very different than the dead. And um, mm-hmm. I would say that when I t- got turned on to the Jerry band, the Jerry band that I got turned on to was from that double disc. And it was, I think that's from 90, 89 yeah. or 90. It's very late. There's a lot of Dylan stuff on there that I recognized. Yeah. Um, uh. But it's a very different feel. Um, but it works so well for Jerry's voice. And it's it's when I listen to the dead from that same era, I always feel like, ah, something I really don't love. We've talked about that
0: a, a bunch. Part of yeah. it's the
1: aesthetic of what the dead sounded
0: like. Wait, at that I time. have something to say about that, though. Go ahead. So, it's, what is weird to me is that I don't like the dead from that time period either but one of my favorite like that the jgb stuff is great from that time period but then also like what he was doing with david grisman was incredible in the early 90s like 92 they had a tour and that stuff was great and it was so on and he sounded so into it and so engaged and so vibrant and then you listen to the 90s dead stuff and you're like he sounds like he doesn't care sometimes right. Right,
2: it's a like, huge
1: what? difference. A huge difference, and and I can't tell if, to me if it's the aesthetic that I just don't like the way the dead sound, and I have something to compare it to, whereas like, and that's another thing I wouldn't even mention that that whole side thing with the olden in the way, yeah, um, and the Garcia Grisman stuff we I didn't mention as far as side projects go, but yep. that's you know there's plenty of that too, Yep. um, but for for me the when I listen to like the '70s, like that Legion of Mary stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like there's something missing there because it sounds like it could be the dead to me, like the dead that I love, and it's not.
0: Um, or uh, Riders of the Bobby. Purple Sage too.
1: Well, that, he sat in. That was a real band he sat in with.
0: Yeah, they weren't. Uh, they already existed, right? And then he kind right. of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but but when I listen to the. Jerry band
1: from that time. I'm like, I can't believe that I could listen to an 89 dead show right now and I would not be blown away. I just wouldn't be. But you listen to this late 80s Jerry band stuff and I fucking love it. I love it.
0: And I don't get that, and I regularly go back to that Garcia Grisman stuff in the 90s, and I love it, and I listen to it all the time, and there's incredible emotional, like, it just so intimate, it sounds incredible, it's all live stuff that I listen to, and I just, but I would not listen to the dead from that period, but yeah, it's
2: weird.
1: And I recently saw a clip um, of Trey talking on Charlie Rose show. He's canceled. He was, oh yeah, that's right. He actually grabbed, grabbed Trey's ass at one point. <laughs> He says, he's asking Jerry about like going to see the dead and all this stuff. And and Trey says that he's talking about Jerry and how, how moved he was by Jerry and how blown away he was by Jerry and how Jerry was a singular being and all this stuff. Yep. But one of the things he says is that Jerry is um, one of the most soulful singers he's ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the Jerry band that i've learn a for thing from that <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it he's trying no. yeah um but um that song miss you is really good um <laughs>
2: but
1: I, and i'm not joking i love it i know what you think and so this one i think is going to show off jerry's vocals a bunch of times i love it and it, we'll talk a little bit more about the difference, but let's just get into let's just get it going to the beginning, okay? Yeah, let's cool. just get it started. And remember, there's going to be cuts yeah, yeah. because it's the only way I could do it. But I think sure. I think we I think it'll work. Cool. All
2: right.
0: It's weird to hear the horns like that with Jerry, or at least the sax. Yeah. So let's just jump right into that piece.
1: So first of all, this is Jerry Band 89.
0: Um, yeah, Dear Prudence. I, I mean, I'm surprised. I didn't, you know, I mean, you're not a huge fan of the Beatles. I know that. I'm not. Uh, this is nine sixteen eighty nine.
1: This is available on Garcia Live Volume Thirteen. This song, obviously, it's Dear Prudence, the Beatles mm-hmm. songs, and I think just in that little clip there, I think there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, first of all, obviously, it's a Beatles song. Yep. And and one of the things with Jerry Band that really helped me get into it at a very kind of at a young age, um, was there were so many songs I already knew.
0: Yeah, um, covers of the, like you said, Dylan and yep. Beatles. and
1: Dylan, yeah. Beatles, Peter Tosh, um, Jimmy Cliff, um, Motown stuff. And um, so obviously, love that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, also, I think we kind of have to, at this point, we have to just, disc- so there's the one thing that, I've heard a million times, which is the Grateful Dead, seeing the Grateful Dead was a party. Yep. But seeing Jerry Ban was going to church. Okay. And that's what people always say. And I think that huh. this song showcases that. And I think just even that little clip that we just heard, um, just, just. I think you can hear the, the gospel influence with those background singers. Yeah. I mean, they are just amazing. But before we talk about them, let's talk about the saxophone. So, saxophone. Jerry Band did not have a saxophone. Okay. This is a special show. Yeah. That I picked because I heard it. I heard this recently and it just I just thought this would be a fun one to talk about. And the reason being that saxophone player uh-huh. is the big man himself,
0: Clarence Clements. I don't know who that is. What? <laughs> Are you being serious, Clarence? Yeah, it, I mean it sounds familiar, but I, I no, I'm not placing it right now.
2: From
1: the E Street Band.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean you know I'm like a, the ultimate anti-Springsteen fan, like yeah, right, know, so right, I, that, right. So I don't know E Street Band. I couldn't tell and you the, the guys' names other than yeah. I, I don't like Bruce
1: Springsteen's music at all. No, neither? I don't like Clarence Clemens when he plays with Bruce, yeah. but I loved what Clarence plays. I loved what he played through this whole song. And so I was just like, this would be fun to talk about because yeah. it is so crazy what yeah. he plays. And he play, he gets into this meditative thing where he's just going, he's just honking. Honk, yeah. honk, hey. honk. Hey. And then at one <laughs> point, then it changes to honk, squeak, honk, squeak, honk, yeah. squeak. It was very staccato. Squeak, I was
0: going to say something about that. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking (laughs) love it.
1: Let's hear hear a little clip of this saxophone, okay? Okay. Go back and hear the sax. This is where my power of my editing is really going to shine.
2: Yeah.
1: I love it. Then then he he adds a higher one. It sounds like two different instruments, right? Yeah.
0: It's only (laughs) two people. One like a tenor and an alto or something like that. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I mean, that isn't is that awesome? Yeah. I love it,
0: that. Yeah, it's it's I really almost like that. It's almost comical, but it's but it's cool. You know, it's like fun, right? But then
1: yeah. the other thing that you really hear in this first clip is those background singers, and yeah. let's yeah, just talk so a little bit about them
0: because
1: right. I never knew anything about
0: them. No. Nope.
1: Uh, the two singers at this period of time, it's not Donna at this point. It's not Donna. Nope. It's Jacqueline LeBranch and Gloria mm. Jones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jacqueline LeBranch, Gloria Jones. Okay. Jacqueline LeBranch joined in '82. Gloria Jones jan- joined in '84, and they were both there through '95. They were they were the background singers. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they they were the real deal. Jacqueline got introduced through Melvin Seals. I'm not sure how Gloria Jones came around. Um but they were, um, Gloria Jones started singing in a church, obviously. Um, then she moved to Oakland. Uh, Jacqueline Branch actually lived in San Francisco in 66. She lived around the corner from the Grateful Dead on uh-huh. Ashbury Street. Yeah. Um, but they are both such a huge part of what this music sounds oh, like yeah. to me and why yeah. I love it. The backup singers so, are huge. Yeah. Just uh, awesome. And so um, let's just hear a little bit about that. Okay. Because they do something here too, also, where. Where at the end of the verse it falls off and it mm-hmm. sounds so psychedelic. I love it. Just listen mm-hmm. to this. Listen to this a little
2: bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice little sack click. Yeah. Right here.
0: Wow. You they, hear that they, they, they must have ramped up some <laughs> reverb or something on there as they're coming I mean, down yeah that was really cool isn't that cool that is really cool i didn't notice that the first time around that right is awesome. right
2: yeah. yeah
0: i mean they're just they're the not just background vocalists i mean they no, are but well they're they but they are though right i mean that's doing that is a skill and if you are if you they are the consummate background backup vocalist a better, you know what I mean? better like, way of saying it much better way yeah. of saying it yeah, because they they are they they to to be it's not only are you complimenting what the lead is doing, what everyone else is doing, but the 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 collaboration between those two singers, those two backup singers, the the unison they have to be in, and the and the the rehearsal and, and, and everything to get where they are has to be uh, incredible. It has to be a ton of work, and and they are it uh, you know just to work with someone like that. It, it sounds to make it work that way, you have to be in, you know, total, you know, lockstep and just, and understand what that person's doing.
1: Right. And there's a fun, that, that reminds me of a funny quote. I saw that Jacqueline LeBranch said in the interview, um, she was talking about what it was like to be with Jerry. And she was like, she, she, she says something like, Jerry was a Leo man. He was cool. He was a chill dude. <laughs> She's like, we would, he had this, we had this rehearsal space and we'd go and, you know, we would start rehearsing there, but we would just finish it on stage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is just awesome. Just yeah, awesome. That's cool. Um, and I have no idea what she sounds like. I was just doing a random voice on my head. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so love that. Um, and here we go. Let's just go right into verse two. And you hear those those little fills that Clarence
0: is already playing in there. They really are very tasteful. Yeah, he's not like playing all over the shit.
1: And Jerry really is invested in the vocals. And they don't they don't try to do like the jerry band version of it right i mean they're they're very true to the song and you really one of the things jerry band really shows me is just how much jerry loved music and wanted to honor it because he's not making this his own at all
0: i mean he's, uh, he's yeah i mean well he is in, in the sense that he's as you said invested in it it is his own
1: it, it, right but he's not well, trying well, to well, do right, it right, right
0: it. there were super soulful just just yeah, I didn't want to miss sorry. that opportunity Yeah, wow, that's cool.
1: I just love his voice here.
0: Yeah. Who do you say the organ player is? The keyboard player? Melvin Seals. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so good. He's got a weird, like, vibrato or something on his guitar, too? Like, almost playing through a uh, Leslie, maybe?
1: Yeah, exactly. His guitar tone is so interesting on this one. It really Mm -hmm. has that Leslie sound to it, like a fast Leslie. Yeah. And it's low in the mix. And it's just, again, it's a a whole band. It's not a Jerry Vanity Project by any means, it's a full no. band. And yeah. um, you mentioned the keyboard. So let's go back and hear a little bit of this keyboard that um, I love. I-, I love the keyboards on this Melvin Seals. Um, let's go back and let's do a little bit more of the keyboards that we just heard. Um, so we can hear yeah. kind of what his tone is and just focus really on what his front. tone sounds like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I boosted him a little bit in the EQ too, because I, I pulled this mix off the internet um but yeah I, I really like this
0: um wait you can really... mix the different instruments we're talking about well
1: I just EQ, just with EQ oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so let's let's it's, let's focus here a little bit on the keyboards it's just a swell but the volume and the mix and the tone is perfect
2: just a
1: perfect bed.
2: That little line? Yeah.
0: That that those vocals right there that I was all talking about before. So soulful. So
1: good. Yeah, I love I love the yeah. I love that the sound of his keyboard throughout this whole thing. He never tries to take, you know, go crazy with it. It's very understated, but it just sounds perfect.
0: Yeah, and his control over the also using a Leslie speaker there, his control over the uh rate of the Leslie speaker there is really cool too, just hearing him like slow it down, speed it up. Just, just right, a master the right of the organ. Yeah. The, the, the,
1: you, you know, there's some people they think a keyboard, you know, you sit down you can play you can play anything, right? Electric piano, real piano, keyboard, organ, all that stuff. But yep. but this guy is a master of this organ. I don't know if this yeah, organ yeah. has like those draw bars or whatever they, yeah, are, they it, have It but sounds like like all that a, stuff uh, going
0: on. It's yeah. Sounds like a Hammond. So the Hammond has the draw bars, it has the Leslie speaker control. You can control the speed, and he's definitely doing that just then. It's got the foot pedals, it's got everything. You know, it's got so many things. And it, it's a whole it's it's a whole different instrument. You know, it's not it's not like just playing the piano.
1: Right right it's like playing it's like electric guitar now you have to work your pedals yeah all right so also in that little clip we just heard um jerry's voice i think is so good i just want to go back and yep. focus on jerry's vocals again I,
0: that one part i was really yeah focused Yeah. On.
1: so we'll just, let's just listen to that a little bit just a little snippet
2: Ooh.
0: crowd gets really into it, too. And that's exactly They really the do. Yeah. That's exactly, you, like, I'm glad we were focusing on it now because we kind of talked over it the first time it came around. I'm like, wait, we got to stop and comment the, how soulful those lyrics were because we talked about it before. So I'm glad we heard it again a couple of times. But that really is, uh, yeah, it, that, that moment, we just, he really lays into it. And he's like, right. There's a couple of times he's a little pitchy here and there. But that time he's like right on and like just full force uh, soul.
1: And in these later shows, when I've seen... There's a lot of video around this time from mm-hmm. the late 80s. A lot of video shot. And I don't recall seeing Jerry smile all that much on stage in the late 80s with the dead. Yeah. yeah. With the Jerry band, he's always smiling. Yep. Always smiling. Um, At least that's how I feel. Uh, and I, I just... I feel like you can hear it. Um, yeah. All right, so that we've heard the first kind of intro, we've heard the first verse, um, we've heard the second verse. So now, now the part of the song, there's like a little interlude, um, kind of the middle section of the, before the real guitar solo, there's this interlude section. So let's listen to that part of the song now. This
0: definitely has a different sound than the Beatles version, a little bit. For sure. The harmonies. There's a different melody or harmony in there almost. It's like the version that like Richie Havens or Billy Preston would do. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of thing I was thinking of. I just glad you said that. That's kind of what I was looking for like the artist that I would compare it to. But that, that's right.
1: And that keyboard right there is so good. Yeah. Just laying that bed down for Jerry's runs. He's got a like chorus or something on there, and that keyboard right there, I love that. Oh yeah. Just re- just kind of creating what Clarence was playing earlier. Was say almost like the sax. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean they're so locked in for a guest. And Clarence, I mean, you know, do you know about the um, what's it called when you play the sax? You're playing with the growl. Do You know about that? played sax for two years and no, so it's like you almost hum in your throat while you're playing
2: that's how he gets that like
0: fuzzy sound almost like a distortion on his sax and he like only plays with that tone really that's really interesting yeah
1: so okay so there's a a bunch of things to listen to go back and listen to on this one um the first one though I think is is the drums um the drums really get cool here the -hmm. drummer is not a you know, it's not Ginger Baker. He's not out, you know, it's not um, Bonham. He's not there to steal yeah. the show. I love those guys. I love them too. Um, but I also like a real good drummer in the pocket. And this guy, you know, like a, um, you know, like a Wrecking Crew style drummer. And I feel like yeah, this
2: yeah.
1: guy has that feel to me. But I, lo- I really like the drums in this section here. So let's listen to these drums. Mm-hmm.
0: almost like bottom and how heavy it is though you know right it's It's very heavy heavy, but there's
1: no variation
0: there's no fill so it has a real
1: nice balance to it yeah but the tone is awesome Yeah. and it also feels kind of (laughs) ringo-y yeah
2: yeah
0: going into that last part there was cool too yeah yeah since this episode is so crazy, I'm going to go way out on a limb and say, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah.
1: It's very interesting this time. I'm drinking a wine
0: uh-huh.
1: called Pet Mex. Okay. It is from Tecate, Mexico. Huh. It is an Mexican ancestral wine. method. It has bubbles in it because it okay. is has a little frisant. It has a mm-hmm. lot of yeasty flavor to it. It's kind of a rosé colored. Mm-hmm. Um they call it a sparkling wine. Um this one's called Beachy, B I C H I and it the well, the label is really cool. It has like a all the different all the labels have different luchadors on them. Oh yeah. But they're like but they're like naked. They just like have the real, mask on and they're are naked they real people? The, no, they're watercolor they're... paintings. Oh, okay. Of a luchador. Yeah. And if you turn on, on the back label, you can see his butt. It's like the backside of him. In can black you see and white. His wang? No, on the because on the front he's holding like a big axe that's covering uh, his wine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's good. My the wine my wine guy's been telling me to drink this, try this for a long time, and I haven't. But the other night we were having burritos. Yeah. So I said, all right, I'll try it.
0: Is and, it like a uh, type of wine? Is it just is it one brand that does this, or is there a whole like type of wine where a lot of people do this in Mexico? I have no idea. I, my hmm. knowledge of Mexican wine is
1: very, very Uh, it's practically limited to this bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it says ancestral method. Teyes, Tecate Baja California, uh, Baja California. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's very good. It's, it's, it's like a cross between wine and like a farmhouse ale. It has that yeasty, bubbly farmhouse ale taste to it. Yeah. Um, but you can still tell it's wine. It's got a little residual sweetness. It's, it's very good.
0: I'm going to try that stuff. What are you drinking? Um, cheap bourbon. What do you mean by cheap? Evan Williams. Oh, I don't even know that. It's uh one of the cheaper bottles, but I actually really like it. You can get a bunch of it for pretty cheap, and it's just like a good uh, in bourbon for me. I'll just drink it with a little bit of water and some stones. And it's great. Who makes that? Like what? No, what family is that?
1: Evan Williams.
0: Yeah, Evan. Uh, it, they're just a big. I think it's Evan Williams. They're the ones that make it.
1: You ever seen that? uh i believe it's published by gq they have that bourbon tree family tree thing where like they oh, show okay. like, like six big whiskey houses and then like it all kind of flows up from there and then they branch out and it's like yeah so this the might be branches the older the whiskey is
0: yeah this might be some part of a bigger thing because it's a pretty i mean it's just huge like i said it's a cheap bottle hugely probably mass produced and but as far as you know i actually really like it and uh so i uh, drink it pretty regularly Cool. All
1: right. So we heard the drums from that little interlude piece, but for me, the real star in that interlude piece is the, the way that Melvin seals and Clarence Clemens start playing off each other. There's a a period in there where they're doing a little real playful back and forth. And I think it's, it, it really shows to me, like it, like when I heard that was the first part where I was like, okay, like I like that honky, squeaky, cool, yeah. repetitive, meditative thing he was doing. But I was like, yeah. yeah, you know, okay. But this piece right here to me really shows Clarence Clemens knows what he's doing, is sitting in here and is not just sitting in here. He's fitting in here. Yep. So check out this this little snippet with the the keyboard and the sax interplay. <laughs>
0: that's good right yeah that is good it's something we've talked about before where like how are these musicians how have they separated when they're playing notes that when the saxophone player is playing a note it sounds like the organ is not playing a note like how do they fit in between each other's space so 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 well it's it's crazy and that's just musicianship that's just experience and being an incredible musician
1: yeah, it, it 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 sounds so good, and that the, what Melvin is playing there, it, it's the one point in the song where he really he doesn't it's not a solo, but he's he's branching out from his kind of set pieces that he's crafted for this song, and it just sounds awesome, and yeah. and Clarence is just right there, and Jerry Jerry just drops off, you know he plays a little lick at the beginning and then just lets them do their thing and um it's just all really coming together and it just it really just gets better from here so the third verse starts right here um i say we just go right into it and um and let's just let's just um hear this piece because this is really where it this to me is like one of the best segments of the whole of the whole thing what happens right here
0: keyboard right there is so nice. Yeah. His, I love those like, lower, it's not super high end, it's just, yeah, real smooth.
2: Like a little
1: background singers are yeah. very dark side. Yeah. And
0: that note there—they go do that. Just yeah. The backups thing is that the melody they come up with is just incredible.
1: chord tones and and Jerry's vocals are so good here. Okay. Yeah. So that you can tell we're about to launch off into the, into the, you know, the big solo or whatever, but um, let's break that down because there's, there's, there's so many great things going on there. Um, But to me, you know, the best part is at this point, we, we just talked about it a little bit where the keyboard and and the sax, and I was so glad to hear you say this, where they figure out whose plays what. Yeah. In what we just listened to, there is a part where they all execute that perfectly keyboard, the guitar and the sax and it comes in jerry plays a little lick and then just drops out and lets the keyboard it, it is just so let's let's listen to this this interplay that goes on here um and and the don't so there's gonna be the interplay piece then jerry comes back in with his vocal right and it is just so good and what the band just played was so sweet you just hear the crowd just be like yeah. Oh yeah, my no, word. I heard that. And yeah. then Jerry Jerry after the crowd reacts, Jerry gives a little like, whoa.
2: <laughs> it, is, it is so awesome.
1: So just listen to this little snippet that we just heard. Jerry. Now he drops out. Keyboard. Yeah Guitar back in. I mean just perfect. Perfectly executed. Jerry. Crowd. Jerry goes,
2: whoa. Listen. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Oh, I love that so much! I love that. That just came together, and you can just hear him. He's just, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, come on. This is 1989. Would we ever be listening to a 1989 Grateful Dead show and be like, I mean, this is. I just can't. Maybe, maybe I'm open to it, and I'm going to keep plugging that 89. Even doing it, yeah. But but this is just. Oh my word! This, This and maybe maybe they're all good for someone, but for me. This yeah. is the 89 I want to hear. If I'm listening to, to Jerry th- doing something in 89, it's this.
0: Yeah, and Jerry, you can tell that it's just it's just the other musicians, just complete trust in the other musicians that he's got with him, and that's his enthusiasm there. I think it's the crowd reaction, but also he knows that everything he's doing and everything everyone else in the band is doing is just cool and was right and worked out, and he trusts them to do the cool stuff because they're just accomplished musicians. Yes. Yes.
1: And then let's, let's, so let's go back and let's just listen to Jerry feeling it. Okay. Because <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's listen to Jerry feel it. <laughs>
2: Oh,
0: oh! I love that. <laughs> it's, I don't even know. It, it's like hard to interpret. Oh, I love it. Know? It's like, yeah, I'm not sure if, it, oh if it's just like if he's doing it as like a vocal, um, you know, like a just a thing to add to the music or is an he
1: ejaculation.
0: Re- yeah, yeah. Like, but but you know, but like a musical ejaculation, like you know, during that one Zeppelin tune where he like has a complete orgasm. Sort of thing, but... Um, did I tell you yeah. my
1: idea for the Robert Plant vocal? That, did we mention this on the show already? No. Uh, so, one time... called mm-hmm. name. And I... We're driving out to go fishing one day at lunch when we used to work together.
2: Yeah.
1: And this... Uh, I, I think it's whole lot of love is on the radio. Yeah. And we listened to Robert Plant's vocalizations throughout that. And we came up with this idea where it would be so great if somebody could hire him to be like a radio, to do like a radio commercial for somebody uh-huh. who was having like a big sale. Right. And then they would be like, come on down. Cause our prices are, and they would cut the rubber plane. He'd go "No." <laughs> 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 yep.
2: would that be great?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yep. So yeah. So that was that. So Jerry is feeling it there, and I love it. And so now, obviously, we're going right into the solo, and we're going to start the solo here. So we're like... Uh, One quarter of the way through the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually... Um, okay, we're five and a half minutes in. Okay. Okay. I don't long and now the total total solo time is. Okay. Total time is... 11 minutes okay all right so let's let's go into the solo now yeah and we're gonna I mean, obviously alter- it's
0: a jerry solo obviously
1: it's a jerry solo but listen to what clarence does because mm-hmm. he sits back but then he then he comes into it and um
0: does he get a solo
1: he doesn't know. Clarence does not get his own solo, but he sits in tastefully in Jerry's solo. Which, when Jerry gets a solo, it's Jerry's solo. But here, yeah. Clarence comes in, and you're and you don't know how you know, by, by now, you I mean, by this part in the song, you trust Clarence, and it just goes, yeah. it goes beautifully. It's just, it's yeah. but of course, we're going to start off back with the with a Jerry Woe because I love
0: it, it is talk. weird to have a Sax in the mix and not have a Sax solo at any point, though, you know, right? Because like, I sax think that's sax a, is a more solo instrument. instrument.
1: right? But but here, it's not, and it works, and I think a sax solo is gross. I'm not into it. And <laughs> here, the sax is just so tasteful and well done, and I love it. So, kudos to everyone for not having a sax solo. But here, <laughs> listen to this. Jerry solo, and Jerry's low in the mix, and he's just kind of doing his thing, and it's not, it's not an amazing Jerry thing, but, um, let's, um, but let's just, we'll hear it. But for, again, first, for the third time in the podcast, Jerry's woe. And there's so much going on here that Clarence is very
0: quiet in a lot of. He's very rhythmic. Yeah, don't forget rhythm in through it.
1: This is just church. I
0: hear it. Oh, yeah. That's a great organ. Oh,
1: that beep-boop, beep-boop. And, that, and Jerry just plays that one note and sits on it for four beats. Yeah. And I wonder if it was to see what Clarence was going to yeah.
0: do. Or even see what Melvin was going to do.
1: right. But Jerry's like, alright, I'll take it.
2: Yeah.
0: And,
1: and, and so listen to what listen to the evolution of Clarence here. I mean it's just And Jerry's solo is good, but that it's got that crazy Leslie tone. Yeah.
0: There's a little piano in there now. Right, yep. Switch to the piano. Yeah. I think it's appropriate. especially since he's using that Leslie tone, which could uh, kind of, you know, conflict with the organ. As usual, Jerry kind of like incorporating the melody or at least the... Right! You know, the chords into his solo. Is coming in a little more and he like, you know, lays right a little bit. He's still doing it, but right, they're communicating. Yeah, I like Jerry's. I feel like Jerry's encouraging him to do a little bit more than he's actually doing, but I think Clarence is a little reluctant to go full bore. Jerry's like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs>
1: That's so sick.
0: I wouldn't say this is a Jerry solo. I would say this is a combo solo between the two of them.
1: Fair enough.
0: I think you misrepresented it, frankly. Fucking melody. Right back in your fucking grunt. I mean, you're, you're grundle. You're, you're. <laughs> your
2: grundle.
1: Your great grandmother's cunt. this <laughs> is called? The grunt? Right. <laughs> but it's really long.
2: <laughs> Alright.
1: So put that in your great grandmother's cunt and smoke it. <laughs> your grunt. Grunt. I mean, that, right, that had some shit going on.
0: Yeah. And then really, I really do think, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get a hold of myself here. I really feel like um, that was, um, you know, both of them soloing you know they were right. uh, go, uh and because jerry i feel like there's a point there where jerry's kind of like you know take it like do something clarence and he doesn't and so jerry's like all right I'm just i'm gonna go sick and then he starts going sick and then clarence is like all right well i'm gonna go sick too but it was like kind of like after jerry was kind of letting him you know it was a weird interplay you know but it was it was awesome right right and let's let's kind of um
1: let's um let's Let's take it through its <laughs> through its course. I
0: don't know why I said grunt <laughs> in the first place.
1: <laughs> let's really get let's really get down and close and let's really examine this grunt. <laughs> so in the beginning, what I noticed is there's this there's this part where um in the first part of Jerry's solo, yeah, Clarence is just playing the staccato, staccato, yeah, like
0: uh, mip, 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 yeah. Okay,
1: so in the beginning, what I was saying, so Jerry is playing the solo, and Clarence is just doing a little staccato thing. But then, right on the turn, you know, like on the three yeah. anda, right? Won't
0: you come out tonight?
1: The the, the four three a four anda of the last okay. of the fourth beat, right? He yeah. he plays a little lick that I to me signals to Jerry, okay, I'm gonna start coming in now. Okay, so okay. Listen, let's listen to that a little bit Here Hear that? Yeah And then he totally throws away the staccato And yeah. the interplay starts And at first, it's just interplay. Kind of sharing the measure. It's foreplay. Right. But then but then I I also cut out the part that you called attention to, which is where Jerry seems to be sitting back for a yeah. little bit. Yep. And to me, what happened, and I don't know if this is what happens, whatever. I haven't gone back and compared to other versions to see if he normally plays like this. But what I hear in this is... Jerry doing his solo and then coming back to the rhythm. It's not yeah. the melody, but it's like a st- the standard thing that he plays.
2: Yeah, that he's, b- he's playing, b- the, he's b- playing b- the chords.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I don't know if he's doing that because he wants he wants Clarence to take a solo of his own, or That's if my he's interpretation. just or if he's just bringing it around to. The end of this, uh, what what to me is a more fun interpretation is that Jerry starts playing that because yeah, right. he's ready to bring it around and he's signaling to the band, okay, I've come back to the to the set kind of orchestrated court you know orchestrated piece of this. We're, we're, this is the end of the verse. I'll do four verses of this and I'll um, not four four measures of this and then we'll come back around and we'll we'll bring it out. We'll do the last verse because there's still one more verse of singing left.
0: Um, I resent your implication that my idea is less fun. Wait, I haven't gotten to the the fun part yet. (laughs) Well, still.
1: When he starts doing that, Clarence starts mimicking him and playing the same thing Jerry's playing. Yeah. So, in my head, I hear Jerry saying, oh, you want to play follow the leader, then follow this. Yeah. Listen listen to it with that, that point of view.
0: I think mine is fun too.
1: So here, here Jerry starts doing the, the theme. Yeah, the and, and Clarence picks it up. He's getting there. Here, now he's there. And Jerry's like, "Oh, you want to play Follow the Leader?" The clearance. I, I know.
0: And he did, he did good, he's like, playing runs right. and you quite the right yep. run. And then he gets the run. Right. I love that. And then they go their own ways. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's so the whole that, that whole oh. exchange. I agree. It was totally insane.
1: This part is so crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: And are still up. on the
1: piano because it sounds perfect.
0: Yeah. And then he goes back into the organ. There's a number of interpretations there, and I don't want to commit to which one's more fun.
2: <laughs> Mine's more fun. No.
0: No. I think it is particularly fun if Jerry's like <laughs> if, if Jerry's like, hey, Clancy, I know his name's Clarence. It's a joke. I don't know why. And then, um, and then he's like, uh, you know, why don't you take it? And he doesn't take it. And Jerry's like, fine, I'll take it. And then, then Clarence is like, oh, I'm gonna join in now. And I think that's fun. And then, or, or alternatively, um. Jerry is just is not trying to end the song, but is doing that to bring him along. Like I'm going to go back to the root of the, like just play the chords to get Clarence on board. And then we're going to take off together.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, we don't know. We don't know.
0: But, Um, uh, but but those theories I think are all equally fun. Is all.
1: (laughs) No, they're all equally as likely. Mine is at least one point. Nine nine nine. Oh
0: wait! Now I'll just say like one point three at best. <laughs> one
1: point nine 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 nine. No, In, one point Fini- two. infinite nines. Except every prime number, there's a three. It's nine nine. It's nine three <laughs> nine, nine 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 three nine three nine three nine nine. Two is not three. a prime number.
0: Oh, it is. Sorry. Nine
1: nine nine <laughs> three nine is nine. One prime three. number it's
0: one point three three nine nine. Yeah. Wait. Fuck. I don't. Uh, it, it's. Uh, this is. It's look, yeah.
1: <laughs> Don Finucci just wants to wet his beak. I'm
0: um, sorry. Don
1: Fiaba Fibonacci. What's Fibonacci? What Fibonacci. Don Fibonacci just wants to wet his beak. <laughs> and when you edit this show, edit out all the mistakes I
0: made and all the all the <laughs> uh, mistaken prime numbers that I that I say. Anyway.
1: I mean, it's not. There's not that many because 24 is the highest number. (laughs) 24 is a prime number too. It is, right? (laughs) All right. So Um, then the last is. So then after that, there's just the verse. Last, last to the end. Okay. Let's. We'll just write it out here.
0: Back to the uh, staccato saxophone. Right those beautiful keyboard beds. Back to the organ, yeah. Crowd showing appreciation. But I guess I don't like sometimes I don't like the staccato vocals that Jerry does. He makes it a little more staccato.
1: I don't mind it. It's
0: the one thing that bumps
1: me out a little bit about this. I mean, that is the song, though, right?
2: Uh,
1: not that the Beatles do it.
0: I love that carnival-sounding yeah. organ. Organ, so good,
2: yeah.
0: He just playing the lick again. Right, right. <laughs> so cool. And he sings that turnaround right there. So good. There's that note again in the background. So good. Yeah. Yeah, really good.
1: I mean, it's really good, right?
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Jerry's actually playing through Leslie speaker, but I wonder what his uh, setup is for that. Maybe just uh, some kind of vibrato with a chorus, or I don't know, you know?
1: Yeah, and so. Before we end, he very low in the mix, not doing anything fancy. We haven't mentioned him at all yet, but you Uh cannot talk about the Jerry Garcia band without talking about John Kahn. Yeah. John Kahn is a bass player. Yeah. He was a founding member of Jerry Garcia band. He was there in 75. He was there till 95 the end. Mm -hmm. He is the only constant. In every Jer- Jerry Garcia band iteration. Yeah. He was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Adopted by Hollywood talent agents and grew up in Beverly Hills. This That's crazy. Um, his do- father died at a young age. So he and mm-hmm. Jerry have that in common. Yeah. Um, he went to the San Francisco Conservatory of Music in 65. Lived yeah. in Sausalito right near San
0: Fran. So a serious musician, like like classically trained anyway. Yes,
1: yes. 67 um, became a session musician specializing in the electric bass, okay? Yeah. Um, worked with a number of people, Mike Bloomfield, John Lee Hooker. But wow. most notably, he had a top 10 hit in 1971. That he wrote?
0: No. He just oh. played bass on. Played on, on, yeah, okay.
2: Oh, yeah. You know this one? One go Over the Line. <laughs> yeah! It's John Kahn. One Tog Over the Line, sweet, sweet Jesus, Jesus, one, one Tog Over the Line. The line. Yeah, down
1: crazy. Down, That's John Kahn. So John Kahn, and and when you hear the Jerry band, he has that kind of wrecking crew, Donald Duck Dunn kind of style of playing the bass. Well,
0: hold on. right? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) You know bass more than me. My (laughs) amateur thing is when I hear that, I hear like quality studio... R&B, func- no, a little I, funky, I, but like I think you're right.
0: I'm, I'm just, I was kidding. I mean, I no, really Donald Duck ama- I, I love that. Yeah, I, I love really like that. I, I mean, Duk-Dun. I remember one of the greatest shows, and, I'll, and when I list the top shows I've ever seen was a show that you and I went to in 2004, maybe, or earlier, to see um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yes. And they had Donald Duck Dunn on bass, and I just... Really? Yeah. Yes, I didn't I even know that. Yep, and I lost when I saw him come out and they announced him. I'm like, oh my god, it was amazing. And one, of I the did best- not,
1: I did not know that.
0: Overall, one of the best shows and I remember you and I went up to some like nosebleed seats where there wasn't anyone for miles and we just danced our fucking brains out and it was it was I mean it was Buffalo Springfield it was the Birds it was you know Neil Young solo it was When Neil oh, Young
1: was, did that solo I don't remember what song it was on the piano on the piano and he hit the brown yeah. sound on his organ <laughs> and held it there for like a minute and a half (laughs) you and I both left that and I can remember us both almost saying in unison as we walked out of there we are never letting Neil Young come to town and not go
0: without going yeah 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 no it was uh, and I have not
1: seen Neil Young since (laughs)
0: Nope, (laughs) me neither that was at the garden right old Boston garden yeah Yeah. yeah but Donald Duck Dunn played bass on that show and I was I became a huge I was already a big fan from his uh uh, Booker T and the MGs work and that, and all of his earlier stuff like that. But, uh, but then seeing that show, I just, you know, I became a huge fan.
1: Yeah. So that was, that song is Brewer and Shipley. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever heard that name before, but, Mm -hmm. but interesting side note on that Brewer and Shipley album, there's another song called Oh Mama. Listen to this. That's steel guitar, yeah, Jerry. That's Jerry Garcia.
0: Yeah. It doesn't sound like Jerry on steel guitar, though. Doesn't it has
2: sound a, like little his... bit, a little bit.
0: Has a little bit that to help your children. Oh yeah, you're right, but no, but not quite as flowing. A little more no, like the peaks. The stilted. peaks are not as
1: high. You're right. Yeah, it's much more mellow. It's like normally his peaks are much higher. Yeah,
0: but you because yeah. I have a whole um, playlist on the, you know, streaming music service that I use, uh, of called steel Jerry. And it's all the tracks, like pretty much in the world where Jerry played steel guitar, uh, or, uh, you know, lap steel, or whatever it was on, uh, Different stuff from his own stuff to uh, other people's things. And is it lap outside.
1: steel, pedal steel, lap pedal steel? I don't know what you call it.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, th- I think it's yeah, pedal I think it's steel. pedal steel. Yeah, pedal steel because right. that's it's the
1: one that's built into a table.
0: Yep. And the lap is the
1: Hawaiian style.
0: Yeah. So it's, pedal ste- it's a pedal steel, and you you like move little things with your knees. There's like things that go on either side of each of your knees, and you kind of like move them around. I actually don't know how exactly how it works, but yeah, I think it's a pedal steel.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so that's John Kahn. But John Kahn, I mean, you cannot talk about the Jerry Band without John Kahn. He was right. a constant. Um, yeah. He first played with Garcia in 70 as part of that Howard Wales hooter roll thing. Yeah. Um we were I don't know about. at all. Go listen to that. If you like out there <clears throat> jazz, like crazy jazz.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, listen to that hooter roll album. Okay. He played acoustic bass on a bunch of the olden and in the way stuff. Yep. Um. Garcia and Khan also had a um, uh, nice. just to the two of them had an, an acoustic tour. Yeah, they did from eighty two to eighty six. They played just the two of Garcia and Khan. Up. I think there's yeah. a um a Folsom County prison
2: where yeah. they they play a, yeah. a
1: concert there. Um, uh, the uh yeah the the olden in the way with grisman and peter rowan and vassar clements con played on some of that stuff did he play Um, on the
0: uh, grisman garcia tour in 92 i think he did if it was 92 i'm guessing he did like he was
1: everywhere with jerry if jerry wasn't with the dead he was playing with john con
0: yeah um it would have been a a, he so he played upright as well as electric yes he played them both he played them both Um, So
1: he played with Merle Saunders and Jerry and Melvin Seals and Jerry, both keyboardists. Um, He also, um, Jerry said that with the Jerry Garcia band that John Kahn was in charge of the repertoire. So, he let John oh. pick, like, the music that they played. Wow, that's crazy. Which is really interesting. Um, that's surprising. And he also worked with The Grateful Dead a little bit. I think he was a recording engineer along with Betty, the Betty Boards. Yeah. Um, he he helped out with some Egypt, Egypt 78 stuff. Oh, yeah. and so,
0: live, not, like, in the studio. Some live
1: stuff. He also did some horn arrangements and played organ and stuff on the Shakedown Street album um, wow. after Lowell George hit the road. Yeah. Um, who I didn't realize was involved with Shakedown Street at all. Um, but apparently he was. So, And this is all from Wikipedia. I have no secret knowledge about any of this stuff. Like, I'm just saying mm-hmm. this
0: just weren't there.
1: No, I was not the there. I have no background knowledge about any of this. This is all easy to find. And let me just say, this is not an educational, like, background secret stories about the dead. I don't know any of them. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't have any of those, you know, hidden background secret stories. No, but it's
0: all the stories that are relevant to the topic that we're talking, the song or whatever it is we're talking about that day. And it's right. a lot of it is going to be stuff that a lot of people don't know because we're right. big fans and it's stuff that we didn't know. Right. But it's all research
1: I'm doing for this particular episode. Like I'm not, right. I'm not pretending that I had any of this knowledge when I woke up no. this morning. I don't think anyone But I just, that. Think it's, I just think that if we're going to hear Jerry Band, you've got to talk about Jacqueline LeBranch and Gloria Jones. You oh, have yeah. to talk about Melvin Seals, David yep. Kemper, John Kahn. Um, well, we didn't talk about, about David to, Kemper. David Kemper was the drummer.
0: Yeah, I know, but we didn't talk about it.
1: <laughs> we didn't talk about him? <laughs> no. Oh, we went back and listened to that drum thing. I was supposed to talk about David Kemper. I'm sorry. You didn't. You blew it. David Kemper, born in Chicago, joined um, yeah. Jerry Band in 83, and was there till 94 when he was summarily dismissed and has no idea why. And nobody knows why. He, he does not know why. Huh. Yeah. But from 96 to 2001, he was in Bob Dylan's band. Um wow. Solid drummer. Solid, yeah. solid drummer. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, but let's. Um, I think it's time. Mm hmm.
2: Keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Guy <Imagine> from the Tubes.
1: <laughs> the guy from the Tubes did not make an appearance on today's show, but. <laughs> no. Um, but. Uh, Melvin Seals.
0: Yeah, so down good. The
1: entire show. Talk yeah. about Melvin Seals a little bit.
0: Well, I, I mean. I will say I'm more familiar with, and so was Merle Saunders in JGB at some point? Um, I don't know that
1: it was ever called Jerry Garcia Band with Mel Saunders. I don't think that it was. I think there was Garcia Saunders. Yes. And I think there, and he was definitely with Legion of Mary. Yeah. The 70s, the 70s side projects he was, but when, by the time they started calling it Jerry Garcia Band, I don't believe Merle Saunders was ever in any of that.
0: And I loved his funky sound. So I'll say, you know, I'm a little partial to that. So I missed that a little bit. But the organ sounds we heard in this song today were just so, it it all fit perfectly well. I mean, it was, there was certainly nothing offensive, but it's more, it's better than that, That, that's, that's, you know, faint praise. But, uh, you know, I, I think it, it, it was just perfectly fit in there uh, you know and there were moments where it was transcendent in that he was feeding off of um the saxophone and the the guitar and all that and his tone and the sound he gets from the organ was just incredible and then the choice to switch from organ to piano during that solo whereas i'm, I'm never a huge piano fan in general but that's a bias of my own i think it fit perfectly perfect. I mean, the, the, the piano sound shorter was notes sound shorter sound yeah yeah Yep. And, and and again with with Jerry's uh, Leslie speaker sound when he's playing a lot of notes and you're using a Leslie speaker sound on your organ, that could clash potentially and and uh, depending on what register you're in could uh, overlap too much but so the piano completely uh, gets rid of that problem.
1: yeah next thing you know London's calling. What? I don't get that at all. <laughs> That's a clash joke.
0: I, oh, yeah. No, I know the clash. Okay. Sorry. I said, did I say clash? You said they clash. I don't listen to myself. That's the problem with that joke. you you Aki. So, let's yeah. go back and listen.
1: <laughs> Let's listen to the, the one fleet clip. We've already heard this clip, but I think it is the best showcase of Melvin on this. Again, it is, and it's, it's the best showcase because it is him playing non-set pieces. But, it is still what I think of as quintessential Melvin Seals, which is understated, beautiful, perfect yeah. tone and volume, and yeah. but skillful. Um, just I, I just love it. So let's listen to this again.
2: Okay.
0: good. I love that. Oh, right there. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Just going from those long to that beep, boop, beep, boop. To that funky... Sh- the sh- rhythm he yeah. just is amazing. And he's playing in different registers where in the beginning he's playing sort of mid-range, like um, like holding down notes. And then he goes to the high register to go to the beep, boop, beep, boop. Then he goes to the low register to go to that sort of rhythmic thing. Because he, so he, he can
1: feel where the sax is in the mix. Yeah. He drops out of that... Still playing single notes with a funky ass rhythm. Yeah. It is just,
0: yeah, no, really good. So and, and, good, and just and the sound, the three sounds between that mid range, the high, and then the low. This it almost sounds like different instruments. It's all the same, but just that register change totally makes it sound uh, fit in perfectly.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just a, 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 a top notch, just premier. Whatever word you want to yeah. say, just as far
0: as the organ playing goes, yeah, really good.
1: Just, just a master of the
0: organ. Uh, can we talk about the song, the song choice, and the, and I don't know. Yeah, like, let's do it. What, what, what let's like, do it. So, do you know the story of Dear Prudence? No. So, Dear Prudence, the song happened because, uh, they, they when they were in India with the Maharishi whatever the fucking guy's name Maharishi
1: was. Mahesh Yogi.
0: Yeah. Um one my, my um, uncle
1: my uncle actually went to Iowa and then India to be with the Maharishi. Really? Yes.
0: Wow. Huh, is that on your mom's side?
1: Yes, her brother.
0: Yeah. Huh, that's crazy. And this was back then, like in the 70s or some shit? In the 70s, yes. Yeah. Wow. Did he stay in India? No, no.
1: He lived in Iowa for a long while. time. Um, yeah. But then he came back and then he began to uh, breed Afghan hounds. Huh. Crazy.
0: Anyway, the Beatles were in India with the Maharishi. And uh, one of the women they were with uh, in meditation, they're all in these separate meditation huts. And one of the women they were with started kind of uh, due to the meditation. And some people have this response to meditation where they just kind of freak out. And meditation can do this. And I actually was in a meditation class somewhat recently in the past couple of years where one of the women there in the middle of meditation like couldn't handle it, like kind of lost her shit. And this happens. And uh, one of the women that the Beatles were with uh, freaked out and wouldn't come out of her meditation hut. And that uh, was the, you know, don't you come out and play, that was the whole, that's what inspired that song. And so they wrote this song about... Uh, trying to get this person to come out and, you know, everyone's like, everyone was, everyone was, except for that person, everyone was like really coming, you know, uh, to a place where they were really in touch with whatever, you know, and, sh- and she just was on the opposite end of the spectrum. And they were all sort of like, this is awesome. Come out and like, and try to be with us and we'll, everything's gonna be okay. And that's what that's really. Was
1: yeah let's yeah let's 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 talk let's spend a little more time talking about that because one thing about jerry band like i said earlier it's a lot of covers and it's it's stop that train it's um which was
0: which was actually a whalers tune not just peter tosh oh really yeah but i I believe tosh wrote it because i believe it's he did it was a tosh tune that was a whalers song he wrote for the whalers before he went solo i love tosh um Uh, but, I mean, there's just a, a lot
1: of covers, and I feel like this was just, on the one hand, you want to say, okay, so Jerry Band was Jerry's turn to play. I mean, they had one studio album, right? So, there were there were some songs that Jerry Band played that other, that the Dead didn't play. Like, for example, I th- I don't think, yeah. I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think the Dead ever played Ruben and Cherie's. I don't know if you know that song. I love that song.
0: I do know that song. Did the dead I thought the dead had played
1: that. I don't think they ever played that. Okay. Um maybe they did a couple times, but I don't think they did. But the lyrics in that song, and I almost yeah. I almost thought about dropping either the studio version of that or Bonnie Prince Billy's version of that here. Because yeah. Because the imagery in that song, I mean, that to me, you wanna you wanna pull a list of the top 10 Robert Hunter songs? How can yeah. you not have Ruben and Charisse in there? A guy is in love with a girl, and she's afraid that he's in love with somebody else, and he may be, and you don't know if he is. And then there's right. this incredibly psychedelic scene at at a a cart at a a big fair is going yeah. on. And he's on stage and he's playing, and and she's there. His what his girlfriend's there in white, and the temptress is there in red, yeah. and she's playing. And then all of a sudden he and he has a. Um, his mandolin is inlaid with a jade oh, right. a jade yeah. face and the jade yeah. face starts singing to the lady yeah. in white careful R- the R- lady in red is here and you need to be careful because <laughs> she's gonna steal him yeah. and the, the just jade inlaid face on his mandolin is say it's I love that. I that's love a, that. That's a
0: Garcia-written music and Hunter. Lear. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I
1: b- only believe, I believe only Jerry Band played it, but that song wow. is
0: awesome. Yeah. Another
1: one, Run for the Roses, great yeah. Jerry Band song.
0: And that's not, again, Dead didn't play that? I
1: don't think the Dead played it. Maybe, I mean, wow. maybe a, half a dozen times I, I'll allow it, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Just... Just great Jerry Band stuff. So we will revisit this stuff in the future, and I wanted yeah. to do that now, but it's it's just too much. But, right? Um, but I really felt like I know this is about the Grateful Dead, but it's got to be about yeah. side projects too because yeah. they were especially the seventy. 70- Bobby 70- and the Midnight's. We Bobby and the Midnight's will never do one of those. <laughs> nope. Um, but we probably will do <laughs> at one point. There is one song bobby and the midnight that i love and the okay. solo his guitar he had a guitarist in that band he had a lead guitarist he was not the lead guitarist he had a yeah. lead guitarist yeah and there is this one soul that i see clips of every now and then just so crazy that one of these times i'll just drop it at the end because i fucking yeah. love it it's amazing <laughs> It's amazing. These Those songs guys, are really
0: cheesy '80s shit, though. I they mean, was, are,
1: but say what you want. But they knew they knew a good musician from a bad musician, and I don't oh, yeah. think you'll find an instance of these guys playing with bad musicians. For example, the no. first time I ever saw Bob Weir play was in the early '90s on that Weir Wasserman tour. Bob yeah. Weir and Rob Wasserman, who played that, he's the
0: upright bass, right?
1: But it was like that weird. It began with a C. Oh, it was like a, the st- uh, wasn't a uh, stick bass. It was a stick style bass, but it was a. Yeah. He played a Clevenger upright bass.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. But it was just like it so had no body, right? It had like a. Yes. Yeah.
1: It it right. was a weird, bass that it it looked like a. It had. I mean, it kind of had a body, but it wasn't wider than the
0: strings. Right. Yes. Right. It's the neck mostly. That's a lot of neck. But, <laughs> the whole, uh, draft. but I,
1: that weird Wasserman. I mean, it was so good, and that, and of course, Wasserman was great. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just they all played with great people, just great musicians. Um, yeah. But I felt like this was a fun one to do. Intro to it was an intro to Jerry Band. It had the classic Jerry Band lineup, the '82 basically on lineup. Uh, eighty four on, um, but it also had the Clarence, which was a uh, a neat little kind of fun little thing to it. Even though um, we hate Springsteen, even though we hate Springsteen, but <laughs> but that's fine. But 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 he, but come on, t- tell tell me after this, if if somebody had said Clarence Clemens is a saxophonist for Springsteen, you would have been like, okay, that guy fucking sucks. But yeah. after this, you, I mean, what are your impressions of of Clarence playing with the Dead?
0: No, I'm just incredibly the dead, I'm sorry, Jerry Band. Yeah. Yeah. But incredibly like, you know, his musicianship obviously is incredible. I'm not a huge fan, uh, even though I also played saxophone for many years and have recently played saxophone for recordings that I'm doing with friends and stuff like that. Um, I never loved the saxophone, even in, in, in I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. I know they had a lot of saxophone in their later stuff and that's OK. And it can work. And, and, you know, I've seen it work before so I'm just not a I'm not a, I'm I'm not a Springsteen fan at all. I'm not a saxophone fan much at all, really. And but that being said, what he does with that, you know, is is uh, really great. And, and as a musician, you can hear that he's just nailing it. He's crushing it. You know, he's he's playing off everybody simultaneously. He's playing off the the organ. He's playing off Jerry. Uh, yeah it's just a very he's listening and there's no question he's he's listening all the time he's hearing everything that's going on and he's responding appropriately
1: great right right. i i I totally agree i'm not a huge saxophone guy although i played it in fourth and fifth grade um so so clearly i was very very good at it um (laughs) I, i love i mean to me if i'm gonna like okay saxophone to me uh, is nothing compared to, like, when I hear French horn in Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> yep. Like, that French horn in Neutral Milk Hotel, like, I don't – it's just – it just fits. It's part of the music. It sounds yeah. amazing. You cannot right. imagine Neutral, Neutral Milk Hotel without the saxophone. yeah. But when I hear saxophone, like I think of like Huey Lewis in the news, and it's just oh cool. yeah, I don't hate Huey
0: Hue- Hue- Lewis in the news actually no, I, as much as I hate Springsteen, But I, I don't
1: either. No, me neither. I, I'd much rather listen to Huey than than Bruce. But yeah, still like saxophone just takes me out of it a little bit. Here, it's just yep. it just fits so well.
0: And you know, there's a there's a uh, precedent, or I don't know which happened first, but there's you know, uh, Brantford Marsalis.
1: Eight or nine months later, the the f- world famous, never to be forgotten show in Nassau Coliseum um, with Branford Marsalis, where he sat in on Eyes and Dark Star, and I mean, they're just they're they're just the, the greatest. Yeah, maybe mean that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, what you're I, thinking I, of. They're they're yeah. just the greatest. Um, 90s music that you can uh, freeform, yeah, um, just improvisation for the 90s yeah. and the dead. I mean, that that eyes of the world is just insane, it's just insanity peppers. It's just
0: have we, uh, yeah, so but then there's a the whole like what I wanted to bring up was like, why do you bring, bring it up? Why do song? bring it up? Uh, uh, Bring, it <laughs> Code Bring it up Cold name spring it even... up Code
1: Bring it up Cold name spring it up
0: Why do this song What did it mean to them Why do this it, song what did it mean it's, <laughs> it's Why do this song what did it mean It's interesting that you said That the you know uh, John Kahn was the one that what, Was he the one that brought this in Wait was this a song that the dead did They did this right They did, I know they did um some Beatles tunes I can't remember they, if they did, did a this ton one. of Beatles songs I don't know if they ever did Dear Prudence I don't remember I know they did like Strawberry Fields maybe or you know I don't know but um they did Lucy
1: Yeah for sure I saw that at the Philadelphia Spectrum I saw that day More there, yeah. so
0: much more so far removed from when those songs were released they were not covering them when they were er, er, like originally released but Um, you know, why was, was it, we don't know. I'm assuming you don't know whether.
1: What? I see that a jam, a Dear Prudence-based jam was played by the dead in March of 1982, but never actually played. Huh. But the Jerry Garcia band played it over 200 times. 200. Wow. Two
0: hundreds. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, uh, then you have to wonder whether or not this was, was it, you know, presumably John Conn didn't have. Full and complete control without any input from Jerry about what they would be playing I'm assuming Jerry had some input like was he the one that chose this or was it John Kahn and why choose this and uh, I mean it's a great tune you know and, and it's a but and you know what's weird is it that that descending boom 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 that descending I mean those are the tor- aren't the notes I know what you're trying to do there those are the notes those are not the notes
1: What are you talking about? I don't
0: think that's the notes at all. I don't either. (laughs) Now that I've tried it. (laughs) It's not as easy as you thought it was, was it?
1: It's harder, but I admit admit my mistake.
0: But I think I got it. Anyway. (laughs) The the that lends itself to what I would have assumed could be a much more extended jam. It's a very simple. Oh, you could go twenty
1: minute space jam on that.
0: You go sick on that shit, and they then they but they chose to go. And when you brought up the, um, who are the you know style of of you know cover that you you made as an example, Richie Havens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, or um the other guy that did like the other Beatles tune that was the beginning of that one TV show. Um, Wonder years. Who did that wonder years thing? Uh, You know, (gasps) uh, John Belushi. Yeah. You know, Richie Havens or John Belushi, that style of cover um, is what they've chosen to go with rather than, but that's in within the, you know, more within the range of the Jerry Garcia band where they weren't. And they, I don't, they were never that psychedelic get way out there. uh Sort of group. That's not what they did.
1: Not really. I mean, they did stretch some things out to, to, ver- to varying degrees of success. Um I'm called to mind the bass solo that John Kahn does on simple twist of fate on the double Jerry Garcia band. Yeah. That yeah. it is, so cr- <laughs> it's so crazy mm-hmm. that i wish i had it here to play as an outro because <clears> it's just bizarre i'd never liked it it seemed weird
0: yeah but and not and not fitting with that's the thing like if it were the dead yeah. and everyone else was following along nah, i wouldn't could make do, it, it wouldn't
1: make it with the dead either
0: well no but if phil was doing it phil was going way out there phil like wouldn't they would Fill they would note. follow along. I mean, it's not saying <laughs> Phil would play those, Phil would play Phil notes, not those notes, you know, but, and then it, right. like, getting way out there in his like weird, like music concrete, like sort of concept, and it would have been cool. But going way out there just didn't fit with the JGB. Like it, it wasn't. Didn't.
1: It, and, and it all fits together. Like, again, going back to it, the Jerry Garcia band is church. Right, and yeah. so it's gospel, and the John Kahn that wrecking crew style of bass playing just fits so well with this, with this style of music, and it's just it's just perfect. Like like the whole Phil Lesh is the second lead guitarist thing with the Grateful Dead are doing would not work here.
0: It, I will quibble a little bit with the church versus party thing in that I understand what you mean in terms of genre. How of music.
1: dare you!
0: I understand what you mean. That is canon. Of, I understand what you mean in terms of genre of music and that it was gospel style music that the JGB was doing. But that being said, if I could if I could go to a Grateful Dead show and I could go to a JGB show, like it would be like in terms of spirituality going to church to go to a Grateful Dead show but then it would be like a party for me to go to a JGB show. But that, that that's my experience. But, uh, but in terms of um, genre of music, it was more uh, gospel style for the JGB, where it was like rock and roll, which is associated with parties for the Grateful Dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? I
1: understand what you're saying. And I get why you're saying that. Because to you, yes. one... Music might be more moving than the other and, and church equals moving and all that stuff. But
0: yes, that's all I'm saying.
1: I get that. But I think the other thing that we're not, we are not privy to, and we could never know what it's truly like is that when the dead were playing red rocks and giant stadiums, you know, you know what I mean? RFK and all that shit. Jerry band was playing Capitol theater or you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. and so it was a smaller group of diehards that were just yeah, can, you imagine, can you imagine can you imagine being so lucky as to love music, love yeah. Jerry, and have Jerry right. playing small club shows at that time where you could go see them?
0: And you, when he was playing stadiums and his other Exactly. He's playing Giant Stadium with the dead
1: right yeah but here he's playing I mean it's just I could like that aspect of, of party versus church I think is yes. for the fans and it's the fans who are saying that the fans are hanging out in a parking lot of somewhere or the parking lot of the other place and the parking I lot I just feel
0: like you'll like, you'll never get to the level that you could get to spiritually at a dead show I don't think you could get to that point in a JGB show I just I just don't I just don't in think 1989 well, all right. Okay. Fair enough.
1: That's another thing. You got to remember the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm talking like all time, all time, greatest dead versus all time, greatest Jerry Garcia it's band. It's no contest. It's no contest. Yes. It's no right. contest. Well,
1: but I think that when this, when this saying came about, we're talking about the eighties, right? We're talking yeah. about eighties. I hear that. Eight, and, 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 again, eighties dead shows again at that time, especially after touch of gray, a lot of partiers, a lot of yeah, hangers-ons, a lot of hearing, yeah. oh, there's drugs there. We should go hang out there. But the Jerry yeah. band stuff, smaller, intimate, much more emotional. Jerry's alive. Jerry's doing his thing. It's just, I I, to, I mean, I can, I can see where that
0: comes from. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. Oh, it I hope is. you enjoyed it. I really did, and I love switching it up. it's fi- I mean, you know it seems it feels early on to be like switching the format, but like but at the same time, like keeping it fresh, you know, it just makes it all makes yeah it all awesome. We're just improvising.
1: we're yeah. just doing what feels good at the time and and then it could it's be a completely good. different experience for somebody who goes back and actually listens to this stuff, if anybody does, but yeah, um I felt like I know I missed last week. And yeah. I needed to atone for it, so I felt like I wanted to put a lot of work into this episode, and I felt like yeah, that was good to put a lot of work in. You have really have to just pick one song and go with it. Okay, so we still have not figured out a great way to wrap this thing up. I mean, we don't have a, a sign off or anything.
0: We tried one last time. What was, was it last time? time what was it? I had a sign off that I was embarrassed about, and then you remember I said, "Oh, um, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'll think of it. I'll think of it." Um, be cool. <laughs> no, no, no! It's
1: not biblical. Uh, 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 let me. Um, it's biblical. Judge not.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. I like that. No. Yeah, but then you you made it better by doing your little like you know. Thing what did after. I say? Let you be judged.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
0: All right, so we'll catch you next time on Codenames. Next time on Codenames.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. We love doing this. We can only hope that you, that the one person who listens, it's not our mom, enjoys it 50% that we enjoy it because I, I love doing this so much and I'm sorry I missed last week and we didn't record one and that's why I tried to do extra hard this time and I also sent you a bottle of wine that's special for special reasons that you'll know as nice. soon as you open it up awesome. um, as a Thank way to you. say I'm sorry. It was just, it'll <laughs> sorry. be there on Monday but I love doing this and Me too. so fun and I hope if one other person finds this fun exactly. then, then that's enough.
0: Yep. All right. All right. Catch you next time. Judge <laughs> not.
1: Let's be judged. <laughs>
0: Ha, ha, ha.